events that took place too. I, uh, part of the concerns uh, that are nationwide, and I want to kind of end up with more of this, is the retirement of the baby boomers and the, uh, that they're so there's going to be such a shortage of fisheries biologists in the next five to ten years. I, I read numbers anywhere from 40 to 60 percent of the, the biologists can or could retire in the next five years across the nation. And there's a huge concern about fish and wildlife and the various state agencies. And so there, there, hardly a month goes by that I don't have a survey of some type to fill out, kind of uh, characterizing our program and talking about maybe needs and, and uh, what it would take to get the graduates uh, to fill these positions. And so I kind of get used to those. Unfortunately, they ask about the same question, so I can fill them out in there pretty quick. But uh, one that came out this spring uh, was for outdoor life. And I don't know how many of you read it. It's a, a magazine that, uh, for hunting and fishing that comes out. And, and there was a survey that they had put out for much the same reasons. I, I, of course, they want to uh, encourage and simulate hunting and fishing across the country. So then, lo and behold, on the June-July issue, this article came out, the country's top 10 colleges and universities for students who live to hunt and fish. And we were right up in the top. I guess it was alphabetical, but at least we were right in <laughs> front of the list uh, in that. And it was maybe exciting enough that they're going to come to campus. They're bringing their outdoor youth to campus on September the 26th. It's going to, we don't know all the plans. Tracy's working on the committee. It's going to be a big tent set up over by the stadium. And they'll bring in lots of games and hunting and fishing type games that can be done. They're, they're going to have some speakers, booths, and we're going to be the ship, the uh, showcase department, I guess, because uh, it is about fishing, and it was about from the article that they wrote. So they're coming in, they're be as big a name speakers, maybe, that they've sent out lots of uh, invitations to the high schools around the area to uh, bring in. It's a recruiting opportunity, I, I guess, and they'll be bringing in students uh, from around the area. Uh, so, Another kind of exciting thing that gives us a little bit of attention out there. Uh, we've had a saying for a long time, and uh, maybe I've said it too many times, and I was corrected a little bit when our review team came out, because we always felt like we were not traditional ag. We were over here, and we some of us talked, to our, talked among ourselves and would say, well, you, we've even had an administrator say this, that you're on your own. So we just kind of grew up on that, and we've done a pretty good job of being on our own, I think. Uh, but we're not on our own anymore. We're getting the attention and a lot of support from the college and university right now, and, and uh, I think it's well-deserved, and it's because of all the hard work that all of you do. Well, let's look ahead a little bit at what I see coming in for this coming year. Uh, we've got approval for two new searches uh, coming up, so we're going to start new faculty searches for a replacement for Dr. Grizzle's position in the fish health arena, and uh, one that we're looking at, kind of a remake of Dr. Lefshin's position that retired several years ago, but we've 
it was a position that we could keep because it was on our own line out of money and that, that's the money that, that we've been using to do the renovation work that was the badly needed the station but, but now it's time to put it back into a faculty position just yesterday i i heard of another faculty member that's going to retire this year i hadn't gotten full approval yet to start the search so we'll have to pull that name until i do i'll, I'll let the faculty wonder you know, for that until we have our faculty meeting but uh so we might be in three faculty searches this year but Hopefully. Uh, hope, hope to get our new aquatic center constructed out there this year. We've already gotten some help from the dean's office and some help, promise of help, not the dollars yet, but from the provost office to help with some of our boats and our field equipment storage out at the station. I think we're in this master planning. We all also need to begin to plan or a new fish handling building, kind of a replacement of the counting sheds. It's uh, been condemned a time or two. So, and they uh, badly need tractor sheds and shops to keep keep up with all this heavy equipment, get it out of the weather, just like we for our boat. So there are huge needs out there, and, and I feel like right now that there's we've got a lot of support. We did get the six million dollar grant from from the, uh, NOAA, Department of Commerce. Uh, and I had requested another six million that would would help with these other things. And the uh, a lot of things that happened in Congress this past year, all the the uh, kind of add-ons, things that the congressman put in were put on hold. Uh, but I understand it's put back in for this year, and hopefully we'll get the rest of the the funds that we need and some help from the college. I, I do feel like we'll be. Uh, under construction out there with a lot of badly needed uh, new facilities. So I'm excited about what a, the opportunity I think I see coming our way. We, we uh, maybe we talk about extension or outreach around here. We do a lot of it. And, and for, for the students, you, know, you probably don't distinguish between these activities because most of us have um, multiple appointments uh, where we teach or do research or do extension extension is a separate line item we all do outreach we may not get paid by the extension system to do it but we all work with the public uh, where teaching would be a formal classroom teaching uh, the outreach is whether it's informal or out with the public in uh, different ways so we do a lot uh, it's about 15 percent of our our Kind of funded or, or budgeted activities here but I think we do a whole lot more than that and I, I think it's it's a it's unique to land-grant schools or land-grant 1890 schools around the nation mostly just one per, per state and it really sets us apart it gives us that opportunity to get out and meet with the citizens and today more than ever uh, accountability is a big question out there and it's big. so the public they're paying their tax pay, payers are paying their money and they want to make sure they're getting their money for it and so that has opened a lot of doors for us because of the excellent job extension does in, in maintaining that relationships with their public uh, and, and so we do a lot of it and the a learn site I hope all of you have seen that I, uh, 
I'm just blown away with the numbers that I hear from that. It's a, it's a website that the, our extension folks primarily have started and added to it now. It's been linked to in Troy. How many numbers? Uh, 75,000 unique people. Unique hits just this year, the first eight months of this year. It's way, way ahead of last year and it's been out there for a while. Uh, that's a lot of people and they're not, they're from, mostly from outside of the state. They're all over the country that are coming to our website and getting kind of information. So it really opens up a lot of opportunity to communicate. The other I had mentioned earlier about our international activities and you know, Billy Earl gave me some numbers and I just thought I'd bring these up. These are uh, just the first eight months of this year also. Uh, we don't have quite the activity level of long-term projects that we used to have in the 70s and 80s, uh, but we still do a tremendous amount and, and uh, it continue to increase. But just in the first eight months, with faculty, staff, and, and some students, we've had over 45 trips abroad, providing technical assistance uh, to 18 different countries, and logged in over 600, almost 650 person days. And this does not count the full-time time that uh, Karen Beverica has in Uganda. These are just our short-term trips that we make from campus here. So lots of time spent uh, going out. We also, a big part of our international activities are the visiting scientists that come to campus. Uh, right now we've got seven visiting scientists uh, from five different countries that are, that are in our lab studying here. Uh, we've got right now the three kind of sponsored programs. This, most of these are just one trip type things, but these, like the Uganda project, the $2 million project that we've had uh, for two years, it's a three-year project uh, in Uganda, but there's a global water watch that uh, Dr. Gorch has, a lot of training through uh, EFRA Project International, I believe, Bill, it's uh, yeah, Southeast Asia. Yeah. Uh, and then some of the work that's sponsored grant for American Soybean Association that has gotten uh, primarily Alan Davis right now and, and uh, maybe some others that have gone overseas. Jesse's getting ready to go to Turkey on on a similar one. Uh, so there's still a lot of work happening there in different uh, countries around the world. So, so we do a lot of international work, uh, even though our programs are a little bit different. So uh, I want to talk a little bit, too, about our teaching, since that uh, is probably the thing that most of you as students look at. And, and this is a thing I know maybe what's going on, but it's some interesting trends. Uh, when I look back at uh, from the very first graduates until this past spring, we've had 1,533 graduates. And if you look at this, only 22% of them were undergraduate students, with the other 78% uh, graduate students. And most of those, which would be about, uh, what is that, 58%, almost 60%, have been master's students, if we look at it historically over the last 40 some odd years since they first offered some of the earliest courses. So that's that's the numbers that we've often quoted about. We're primarily a graduate program and uh, mostly masters, but some 20% at the PhD level. 
Well, if we look at today's numbers and trends, it's a very different situation. This is currently our going into this fall. And you see on the top our graduate students, and, and we've been bouncing around now for most of the last 10 years at about 70 graduate students. And then all of a sudden, the last two years, we have begun to fall. And, and uh, Dr. Brady gave me numbers yesterday uh, of about 57 active graduate students right now. So that's probably the lowest we have been in a long time. Now, I hope what it means is that we're in a transition period with, with faculty that have retired or are moving toward retirement and some, some funding. We've always had funding up and down. And, and uh, so I really think that's what that means. And so I know when when Alan and Jim get going and they'll, they'll take on their seven or eight graduate students <laughs> back up to where we need to be. Uh, and the other thing that, that I didn't pull out of this uh, is we're almost 50-50 with master's students and PhD students. We've never been that high. Uh, I think that our PhD students are about the same number. I think it's probably the master's students who have fallen off a little bit. But it's, uh, over, the, over the last few years, we've continued to see an increase in our doctoral students. Uh, but what's to me is most exciting is to, to see what's happened with our undergraduate program. And, uh, we're tracing 54, is that our, it's changing a little bit every day, but it's uh, about 54, almost the same exact number as our graduate students, and we've never had that. Uh, we This is, about 30 is more or less what we've had, 30 to 35 probably over the years. Uh, and, and I, the big TC right there. Give most of the credit to Tracy, but Tracy Fine has really worked hard to uh, to go out and, and to support our undergraduate program and to communicate with high school teachers. So uh, the numbers are good, but I think what's uh, even more exciting is that those of you that are here as undergraduates, uh, you're you're good students. You're really good students, the kind that we like to see coming in. I think we've got nine on a, a, at least a partial scholarship. And that means we don't have that many as a department. So to get that nine, I think we have maybe two or three as a department. Three. Three as a department. So that means those other six students, more or less, have been competing with all the pre-vet students in animal science and poultry science and horticulture and egg econ and agronomy. And, other places for those college scholarships. So that that to me says we've got some really good students coming in and, and I'm very thankful for that and look forward to getting to know all of you. Well, uh, some of the things that I kind of see happening and it'll be discussed this uh, coming school year, other parts of our teaching program. Uh, I, I think we need to continually take a look at our course structure and, and see what we're offering. Uh, we, we're continuing to adjust to a semester system, but we're continually adjusting to the retirements and the, the needs that are out there and how we might restructure that. I know the Fish Health Group has really taken a close look and you know, seeing how they can get their coverage of courses and, and bringing in maybe some work with Dr. Newton and others from the vet school to, to get 
good coverage of the subject matter that needs to be in that. And I think we need to do that in all of our subject areas to continually take a look at that. We, uh, something that came out of the USDA review, and I, I've thought about it, and I don't know what others think, and, but I'd like to, to encourage at least the curriculum committee to consider maybe a capstone type course that could be offered for uh, whether, whether it be just for undergraduates or for graduates and undergraduates. It would be something that would be at the end of the program for students that might uh, go, that, that might pull everything that you've learned in your two, three, four year programs together and look at it kind of as a big picture because that's probably what you're going to have to do when you get out. Uh, we hear more and more as I talk to chiefs and fisheries agencies around that it's sometimes our students come out knowing a lot about a few things, but, but how to work with other groups and to pull all that together uh, because we live in a complicated society, man. We can't just look at each component of it 